Now this episode is so packed with good stuff. I would go like blah 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 blah, and you would be like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" And I would go like, "Mm-hmm, I told you." Now did I not? Whatever you want to sustain, you have to keep doing it to make it last, in every aspect of life. If you have weak muscles and your body is in a bad condition, you cannot work out once or twice and expect results. Even if you work out every day until you shape your body to be like a professional athlete, you would still lose it if you stopped to work out. This is a law of nature. The law of universe closest to this law of nature even takes it to a more morbid level, namely, it will perish and die anyway, since everything in existence, everything from a tiny mosquito to giant suns and galaxies, are bound by the eternal cycle of birth and death. Even though you are given a limited lifespan, do not stress. Stress always lead to stress. Move about your life with ease, in a calm pace. Whatever speed you seek to obtain must be learned from a slow start. Just like learning how to play the drums, you cannot start to play what is beyond your current ability. You cannot force yourself to progress. When learning to master your playing in a slow pace, speed will automatically come. Speaking of athletes, before the start of a sprint, all the competitors waiting for the start signal think to themselves, "I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win." Of course, at some level, the reasoning part of their brains know that only one person can win. So at least a few of them are making a false statement. However, there is a thin line between lying and the conditioning of the mind. You should never lie, but practicing affirmations is all about planting a new truth in your subconscious mind, and from an inverted perspective, it could appear to be a lie, although it is not. Back to the athletes. If the participants would use their logic minds instead, they would probably look at some of the other competitors and think, "Wow, her legs look so much stronger than mine, and such a determined look in her face, and such a fire in her eyes. Gosh, I don't think I'll stand a chance. I'll probably end up number six or number seven or something like that. Hmm. Well, at least I tried." Now there's a reason why they all think like winners. Positive thinking. It severely increases your chances to succeed in whatever you do. Just look at people who catches the flu. There are always people who, at the slightest cough, call in sick from work, bury themselves, 
under piles of pillows and blankets in the sofa and almost consider to write their will. They are like dying. And others think that it's not that bad, it's just a little cough. It will soon pass, no worries. The one who thinks he is sick conditions himself to be sick, and the other way around. Therefore, always affirm to yourself positive thoughts. It is often said that it takes 21 days for the brain to fully accept a new habit or thought pattern. Gratitude is one of the most important. Every morning when I wake up, I pick up a notebook and I say out loud and write down, Today I wake up in gratitude. This will be an amazing day. And every night before going to bed, I do the same. I go to sleep in gratitude. This was an amazing day. It doesn't really matter if the day was that amazing or not. But by doing so, it will bring amazing days at your horizon. In the most magical ways. And thus, you will eventually experience more amazement throughout your day. At night, I also write a list of all that I was grateful about that day. It could be anything, from the smallest things to the biggest. I had food to eat today. There was a beautiful sky today. I had another day alive on this planet, which is not to take for granted, by the way. It is of the utmost importance to make the last five minutes before bed a moment of peacefulness and serenity. Why? Because the mindset you got when you fall asleep is what the subconscious mind will process during the night. So, a good way to get around whatever stressful thoughts you might carry is to go to sleep with a peaceful mind and condition yourself to do so. This is quite obvious if you set it in a perspective. It's definitely not rocket science. Treat your own mind as you would treat your own child. Would you tell your five-year-old when going to bed? You sure did some bad things today, and I truly hope that you will not disappoint me as much tomorrow. Terrible that I, as a parent, must be so ashamed of you. Now, what have I done to deserve this? Anyway, good night. And then you would slam the door and leave the child to fall asleep in that condition. You wouldn't do that, right? So, why treat yourself differently? Tend to yourself. Condition yourself with love and compassion, just as you would to others. Now, one of the negative consequences of the so-called collective is that we get very comfortable and take things for granted. And you may find it hard to come up with things to feel grateful about. Well, you have access to water, right? Now that is something many of us take for granted and it's not the first thing you would pick to feel grateful about. Well, think again. Stop whatever it is you're doing right now and think again. Just pause and think hard about this. 
Is it really to take for granted? Who said that? What's her name or his name? I'm dying to know. What in your life can you really take for granted? Who owes you anything? Do you consider to have caretakers that must provide you with whatever you need? Who owes this to you? Really? Are you just supposed to be taken care of by others? Is that your God-given right? We are all conditioned in the same way as a spoiled child with far too many toys. If not learned gratitude and just being given candy whenever we want, toys whenever we want, eventually, once we do not get what we want, we would start to cry and think it's unfair simply because we've taken things for granted and never learned appreciation or gratitude. That makes all the candy and all the toys lose their worth, and our ego grows stronger and is conditioned to look for quick fixes, just to get things and to get more things. We become hungry robots that lost our sense of self and self-worth as we start to identify with what we don't have rather than appreciate what we do have. Wakey-wakey! Condition yourself to appreciate even the smallest things. Try to affirm every morning and every night for about a month. Do not get comfortable about it and start to skip it after a week or so. Devote yourself to it you will experience a huge difference in your well-being. And, in addition, here is a list of 10 powerful affirmations written by Bob Baker, if you want to take it further. It goes as follows. I am grateful for the many blessings in my life. Today, I look for and appreciate the good I welcome joy into my life. I am in tune with the abundant nature of the universe. Money comes to me in both expected and unexpected ways. My body knows what is best for my health and well-being. I attract the perfect people at the right time. I deserve happiness and success. Something wonderful is always on the verge of happening. I am worthy. I am enough. Love, compassion and gratitude is so fundamentally important it is the very foundation on which the operative powers of this universe steadily grows. Now I mentioned water. Let's have a closer look at water to understand this on a deeper level. I will now pose you to conduct an experiment that you can do in your own home. This experiment will prove beyond any reasonable doubt the importance of love, compassion and gratitude in a way that may contradict your beliefs of the physical world as you know it. Welcome to the discovery of real magic.
Here's what I want you to do. Take three glasses. Fill them up with water, ordinary tap water. Add some uncooked rice in each glass. Just make sure that the rice is completely covered by water. Now label the three glasses like this. Glass number one, love. Glass number two, hate. Glass number three, ignore. Put the three glasses somewhere in a safe placement in room temperature where they can be left for about a week or so. Now, every day, as many times as possible, just stop by the glasses and look at the first glass, being the love glass, and talk to it in a loving way, as you would talk to a human being. Say things like, you are beautiful, thank you for being who you are, or think and say just beautiful words like peace, harmony, love, flowers, joy, laughter, sunshine. Speak and think as if the glass would be a living person. Now put some effort to it and bring forth your acting skills. You can also pick up the glass and hold it. Though do not touch the water, only the glass. Gently put it down and move on to the next glass, being the glass of hate. Do the same procedure, but this time with hate. Tell the water that it is worthless and disgusting. Think dark thoughts like disease, war, Adolf Hitler, festering wounds, pain and suffering. Tell the water that you wish it to die. That's it. The third glass is like the label suggests something you simply ignore. Do not look at it or speak to it or touch it. Simply ignore it. Do this at least a couple of times every day. If you have members of your family that wants to join in, it's only good and will strengthen the results. Even though you might not believe me, what will happen is that the glass of love will be the last one to rot. Always. It doesn't matter how many times you do this experiment, the results will always be the same. See for yourself. The glasses of hate and ignorance will be the first ones to rot, mold, get sour or stink. And this is all a result of your thoughts and intentions. And I would love to hear from all of you who tries this experiment, so please, if you want to, inbox me on Messenger and share your experience. The conclusion of this experiment easily leads to this. We, as human beings, consists mostly of water. So what happens to the water in our bodies when exposed to hateful thoughts? What happens to the water of a person I have negative thoughts about? Thoughts are pure energy, and it's a powerful energy. So maybe we should all just mind our thoughts and be a little more careful as to how we use them. Thoughts can physically harm a person. On the other hand, thoughts can physically heal a person if they are thoughts sprung from love and compassion. This is basically the origin of praying. And a prayer always has effect to some extent. What about water then? Well, water is very unique. 
It is the substance most easily to work with in an energetical regard. However, everything else absorbs energy as well. You may have experienced that when entering a really old house there is a different feeling compared to visiting a new house. That is because the old house with the history of many people living there have energetical footprints from whatever feelings, words or events that took place there. Just like the experiment of water. Another good example is Auschwitz. That energy can easily be felt by anyone who enters the premises. And that is not of the most loving nature. Or have you ever been in a waiting room? At your dentist? No matter how well furnished and decorated the room is, it's almost impossible to feel calm and relaxed. And that is simply because thousands of people have been sitting there emitting anguish and fear. And when thinking about it, when you eat fast food like McDonald's, no matter how much time you have, isn't it hard to feel calm and relaxed when eating there? Don't you eat a little faster than you normally would? Look at the people working there. Look at the way they make your food. It's made under stress. There is no love intended in the making of the food. They only seek to deliver your food as fast as possible. And thus the stressful energy. And the stressful energy follows the food into your body, into your system. And that, along the fact that the food itself is very unhealthy, is the reason that you seldom feel calm, relaxed and content after having such a meal. There are stressful energies in both the food and in the environment. If you instead go for the drive through and bring the food home, you would feel less stressful. You can relate to this, right? And if you stay home and cook your own food without stress and with a calm, loving mind, that is also what you experience when you sit down to eat, right? It is all about energy.